Well, my dear friends, we are spring here and beautiful weather, sunny weather, a little bit of wind. We have with the chicken, our chicken in the garden. Uh, today, my topic will be very important. It's peace. God is the foundation of our peace. So I have a question. Do you want that peace? Do you really want that peace? And I know you'll say yes. But when we think of peace, we think, well, the enemies are far away. There is no war. We have to eat. We have a roof. We have a work, good health. Everything is okay. We are in peace. No, that's not peace. What is this? This is just human and earthly tranquility. And this human tranquility, we're experiencing that it can be broken anytime. It can leave us anytime. So the most, the most fragile peace, that's not what Jesus gave us. When uh, Jesus got out of the tomb, he was the risen Lord. He won over death and he gave peace. The first gift that he gave to his friends was actually peace. Peace be with you, he said. So it's not that peace of God is not what you think. It's not tranquility. You can have peace in the middle of the war. You can have peace even if you're sick. You're, you can have peace even if you're a widow and uh, you lost your dear ones. Peace is something else. Actually, we will see the uh, Hebrew word for peace, shalom. And what is shalom? One who has shalom is the one who has the heart absolutely fulfilled with God. The Holy Trinity is completely fulfilling his heart. There is no vacuum. There is no emptiness. There is no frustration. That's peace. And that peace, we can have it during, during the war. Jesus in the boat, in the middle of the waves, in the middle of the tempest, had peace. He was sleeping. <laughs> you know, peace. God is peace. So when you have God in your heart, you have peace. I remember Vitska during the war. I went to her and uh, it was a terrible war, very bloody. And uh, I said to her, you know, to provoke her some, somehow, I said to her, Vitska, aren't you afraid? Your brothers are in the front and the enemies are very near. They can come and kill your, your parents. They can burn your village. Aren't you afraid? And she had that beautiful answer. You know, she looked at me with such a love and, and light. She said, Sister Manuel, when you have God in your heart, when you have the peace of God in your heart, what can you be afraid of? That was the answer. It's during the war in, uh, in 1992 that I experienced true peace. What it was. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person, the person of God in your heart. So I'm, I'm sure you want that peace, that divine peace, the peace that remains, whatever happens. You can receive it each day when you go to Mass, or each Sunday when you go to Mass. Because the priest is telling us, peace be with you. What sort of peace does it give then? The peace of God, because at Mass the priest is like another Jesus. So you get the peace of God. Sometimes uh, we get out of the church after Mass, we still have this kind of uh, negative feelings, negative thoughts, uneasiness, um, uh, even worries and uh, whatever, you know, problems. And, uh, you know, if we got, if we were given the peace of God, what did not work? We were not open. We were maybe distracted, but not fully open to the gift of God.
How can we be open? I'll give you a few examples, very simple examples. Suppose that I am a man who says, oh, I'm a very good Catholic because, you know, I go to Mass every, every Sunday and uh, I'm a good Catholic. But, you know, I, some strange because I don't have peace in my heart. I'm so afraid to be sick. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to lie in bed and maybe have problems with my work, with my family. I, I don't want to suffer. So I go to the doctor every week. I make all kinds of checkings for my health. And uh, okay, is that man really a good Catholic? No. Why? He's not abandoned to God. He's not, he's not trusting God. Because I'll take the thing from the origin, from the beginning, okay. This man has been created by God and he received the sacrament of baptism. When he was baptized, he became a child of God. And as a child of God, his life is meant to glorify God in his life, you know. He's meant to glorify God and he's part of the family of God. Everything that belongs to God is his family time. And everything that belongs to him actually belongs to God, you see? So when he says, I don't want to be sick, I don't want to suffer, I don't want to be stuck in bed, I don't want this, I don't want that, what does he do in reality? He's taking back from the hands of God something that belongs to God, which is his life, his health, that belongs to God. And by doing that, he's, like he said, okay, Lord, I love you very much, you know, you're, I love you very much, okay, but as far as my life and my health, it's my problem. My health is mine. I have to see to it. I have to decide. So he takes the control on his life. So the reason Lord, hearing such an attitude, what does he do? He sees that he's not invited. He's not invited to be the Lord of that man in his heart. He's not invited to be the master of that heart because the guy, he said, I want to have the control of my own life, of my own health. So Jesus has no, no place there. So what does he do? Goes behind the wall because he's not invited. He doesn't force our freedom. So my question is, since Jesus is not invited, the risen Lord, the victorious over death, is not invited in that heart. Is there light in that heart? Is there light in that heart? No. If there is no light, what is there? Darkness. And who needs darkness to work? The demons. They're always in search of darkness, a place of darkness to dwell. Always. And this man, without realizing, chasing out the risen Lord, inviting these demons, these demons are eating up the heart. Like this. This man is very surprised not to have peace, but he made his own misery. But if this man decides to be converted and to welcome Jesus in his heart, to welcome the risen Lord, the victorious, the master of his life, the creator of his life, invite Jesus. What does he say? He changes change his attitude and will say, Lord, you know, the goal of my life is to glorify your name. So if you want me to glorify your name with a good health, fine, give me a good health. But if ever you have another plan for me, it's okay with me because you know whether I'm in a good health or not, I can always glorify your name. Even if I'm sick, I can always 
glorify your name. So please, you choose, because I'm your child, I trust in you, Jesus. I trust in you in everything you decide for me. That moment, the, the, that moment, this person gets the peace of God because he invites God to be the master, to be the leader, to, be the, the, to have the control of his life. He lays his life into the hands of Jesus. Jesus, I trust in you. You see the difference? The first one has no peace, the second one has peace. Let me give you another example, very common. I say, uh, well, I am a, I'm a good Catholic. I, I go to Mass every Sunday. And you know what? I am very rich. I'm so rich, you can't imagine how rich I am. And now that I'm um, retired, I can do everything I want with my money because this money, you know, I earned it. I didn't steal it. I earned it and it's mine. I want to do what I want with it. It's mine. It's my money. No peace. Why? Because saying it's mine, it's my money. I want to do what I want. Finished. It's, peace is over. Because Jesus sees that he has no place there. Cannot be the master in the life of this man. So he goes behind the wall to let this man free, you know, to decide he's free. But he's not there in that heart. And not being there, there is no light. And there is no light, there is darkness. And if there are darkness, there are the little demons eating up. And that man has no peace. He's very rich, he can buy everything he wants. But inside, misery, misery, emptiness, frustration, there are no peace, you know. And this is the case of so many people in this world. They want to do their, what they want with their goods. It's mine, it's my freedom, fine. But if you want peace, it's another way. So this, this man can change his mind and said, Lord, I've got, I've got the good news for you. You know what, Lord? You see the money I have in the bank? Thanks to you, Lord, I earned it because you gave me the health and a good job. So thanks to you, I earned that money. But you know why? Since I'm your child, Lord, this money is totally yours, totally yours. Do with it what you want. I know you will not abandon my family and that will be starving. I know you're good. But if you want to use that money, use it the way you want because everything that is mine is yours. See to it, Lord. Abandon my goods to your hands. Show me what I have to do with it. From that moment, the guy is free. Freedom of heart. And instead of having these little enemies, you know, eating up from inside his heart, he has invited Jesus inside as a risen Lord and all this light of the resurrection, the light of the Holy Spirit comes into his heart and he's happy. He has the true peace, a peace that no one can remove from him because it's divine peace. You see the difference between divine peace and having everything we need and this uh, human kind of uh, tranquility. You know, if peace could be sold in a market, that will be, everybody would rush to buy that. But it's free. <laughs> and the true peace is free. St. Paul says, you know, the peace of God that is above every understanding. It's a treasure. It's a treasure that we dream to have and we seek peace where it gets lost, in the material world, in the human things, in our affectivity, in a, and this is the wrong thing. All these things are 
means to get to God, but it's not the goal. So I give you a last little example. Suppose I am a good Catholic, I go to Mass every Sunday, and I forgive everyone among my enemies, except my wife, because she doesn't deserve, she doesn't deserve my forgiveness. She has been too far in harming me, and you know, there is no way that I forgive her. No peace. This person will never have peace of God, because there is that bitterness, there is a rancor, there is that rage against a person, lack of pardon, and uh, so Jesus cannot inhabit that heart because this person takes into his hand his bitterness as his own good because he justifies to have that. It is good. It is his possession, this bitterness. He thinks that he has a right to have that, but it's a block against the presence of Jesus because, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And... Uh, this is the word of God. So there is a way when it seems to be impossible to forgive. Just say, oh Jesus, you know, you know me? This wound is too deep, I can't forgive, but I know that you can forgive. So please, Jesus, put your own forgiveness into my heart and may this forgiveness grow, grow, grow until I can myself forgive. And it works. It takes time, it works. So if... If there is this bitterness, this rancor, this hatred, so we won't have peace and we try to forgive. You see, that true peace comes when we abandon ourselves into the hands of God. And abandonment is not laziness, is not lack of responsibility, because when you abandon yourself to God, you have to constantly adjust to His will. And that takes work, that takes attention, that takes love, and that takes prayer. So through prayer we let peace come into our heart, the true peace. I want to help you check your own heart today, if you can permit me. I'd like to compare a human soul with um, a castle, you know, taking the image of St. Therese of Avila. In that castle, let's say, there are several rooms, several chambers, and each room represents something important for our life. My family, my work, my career, my, my health, my money, my car, my house, my goods, my dog, <laughs> my food, my way to, to, to my, my way of dressing, my makeup, my way to present myself to others, my a human relationship, my sport, my sucker, my this, my that. Okay, each room is something. Now, shall we ask ourselves, is Jesus the one who has been invited in those rooms? Remember Jesus telling all his friends, peace be with you. So in order to let that peace of Jesus reach my heart, I've got to make space for him. And if there is room in my castle, whether the sport, whether my family, whether my career, whether my health, my money, whatever, I have not invited Jesus there, 
Jesus dreamed to go to that place because when he says, peace be with you, he sees this castle. He sees all the rooms. He sees where he's been invited and where he has not been invited. He sees where he can have the control of our life and he sees where we, he has no way. And he sees where he is not invited to have the control, something that has not been abandoned into his hands of a creator. So he dreams to enter these rooms. I invite you now to examine every bit of your, of the rooms of your castle. And when Jesus says, peace be with you, he sees that room that so far has been locked to him. Maybe it's my career. Maybe I said to Jesus, Lord, I love you very much, but you know, as far as my career is concerned, sorry, Lord, but this is my business. I have to see to it. You have nothing to do with it. I am big enough. I'm smart. I am smart enough. This is my business, Lord. Don't, 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 don't see to it. This room is locked. And you know, because if it's locked, you see that room that has been always forbidden. So because there is not the light there, you know, you see all the spiders, the serpents, the um, scorpions, horrible animals in the darkness. It stinks inside and they are there and they eat up that man. And Jesus sees that and he dreams to open the door, to be invited, open the door and put his beautiful, divine, eternal light in it. Will you open that door? So we will ask Our Lady, to make a collection of all our keys and chains and locks and all these big things that we have been using unconsciously also to prevent God to come into our heart. So Mary, the mother of God, is definitely the right person to collect those keys and those locks so that her son Jesus can enter and may the risen Lord be the divine guest in our hearts. And I guess you have understood one thing, that the more I want to have the control on myself, on my goods, on my people, on my work, on my politics even, the more I want to have the control, the less peace I have. And the more I let the Jesus to have the control of my life, the more peace I have. It is exactly the contrary of what the world is teaching us. The world is teaching the more control you have, you have to get the control of everything, you know. That's not the spirit of Jesus. When we receive the peace of God, we receive the spirit of Jesus. The spirit that will lead us on the way to holiness and to the last destination that is ours for everyone, the eternal life. And when we pass through the gate, if we have, you know, like the camels, you know, they, they pass the, the, the narrow door in Jerusalem to get into the city. The door is so narrow that they have to be unloaded from all their goods and their load, loads, you know. But if we are loaded with all that, we'll have a hard time passing through the narrow door. I am the door of the sheep, says Jesus. So he's knocking now. He's knocking. Will you open to him? Will you let him reign over your life, over everything you have, over everything you do? I will just conclude now with a very simple prayer. If you can join me in prayer, please join me in prayer if you want. 
Oh Jesus, you know well how often my inner peace is shaken. Sometimes it just disappears. And I'm fearing the future, I'm fearing the death of my dear ones, I'm fearing sickness, I'm fearing to be poor, I'm fearing so many things. Oh Lord, the truth is that I have no peace. So Lord, you are my peace. You are my peace. So please Lord, enter into my castle. And if all these rooms of the castle are not yet yours, take the key of the castle, the key that leads to all the rooms. Please be the master. Please be the Lord of my life. Please be the Lord of my heart. Come to my heart. My, my heart, Lord, is yours. I invite you, Lord, in my heart. Come to my heart, Jesus, please. I need you. I want you. I love you. I want you to reign over my heart. And I invite you without any restriction, without any reserve. Come, Jesus. Come, fill up my heart. I need that peace. Peace. I need your shalom. I need your shalom. I, I need to be fulfilled. I need my heart to be fulfilled. And Lord, you're the only one to really fulfill my deepest desire in my life. Oh, Jesus, please come and fill up my heart. You're welcome as never before.